Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie g'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Outside the Sheds. I am your host, your dungeon master, your quiz master. I am Corey Jackson. And Shedheads, I know that especially over here in the United States uh, or divided states, no matter which way you want to call it, we're coming up to a time of year that's very, very important to many of us, and that is Thanksgiving. And why Thanksgiving is so important, and for a lot of people why it's so important this year, is because of this thing called the pandemic, which most of the world understands, and some people don't, for some reason, still get in their head. But it is a homecoming. It's a homecoming for you to catch up with your family members, friends, people maybe in a hometown that you don't see very often, whatever it is. But it's a homecoming. And the reason that I'm bringing this up a couple weeks before this is because I'm going to call this week the homecoming week in sports. Because so many stories have broken about people returning home it just it it just really to me kicks off that holiday spirit that we have. It just it just kicks it off. Mrs. Shedadamus, she she's kind of into the homecoming thing, but I love it. Maybe because you know my story, I broke it down to you a couple of weeks ago on uh, a previous episode on Outside the Sheds. And if you don't know the full story, I guess you're gonna have to listen to that podcast episode. It was brilliant, by the way, but. I love homecoming in the standpoint that it's it's family. And I think we never need to forget and we should never forget the importance of family. It's it's your history, it's your grounding. I hope you shedheads that are listening to this have an incredible family that you can go back and get uh, rejuvenated from, inspiration from, and most importantly, love from. And I think... When we go into these stories, you're going to see so much of these stories that I'm kind of hinting at and setting us up for are stories of love. It's, it's stories about a deep bond between a player and an organization, people in an organization. And what a lot of us don't understand are a lot of these players that we're talking about started with these clubs when they were very, very young. I'm talking teenagers. And they're grown adults now. I'm saying they, they've gone through the trials and tribulations of, of finding out how to be an independent individual, how to learn how to be a man, how to act and to step up in tough times. And now they're most of them are fathers, uh, and they've moved on in their lives to a different time in their life. So when I go into these stories, please kind of keep that in mind that we're talking about a transition and we're talking about growth but also coming back home to where we're talking about. The first story to kick off the 4020 is a big, big story, a story that I think left a bad taste in my mouth about a year ago, and that was when Benji Marshall departed the West Tigers and took up uh, his, his, his new home with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, I don't know if Benji ever thought he was going to play again uh, after you know, him and his parting of ways because of Madge and his decision-making and what he thought the future of the Tigers looked like. But it it just felt horrible. 
Uh, it felt different than when Benji left the first time to go to the Auckland Blues, but it did still feel like you had a guy that wanted to give back to his club that was playing for bare minimum contract money, and he wanted to come back and finish his career with this club. Now, I'm happy that Benji didn't because Benji would have never seen the playoffs. And he got to go on a run this year with South Sydney that will be memorable uh, till the day he dies. But South Sydney never felt like home to Benji Marshall. And this story that just broke with Benji Marshall accepting a role back with the West Tigers as an ambassador, to me, is brilliant. And I, I, I think we have to remember one of the reasons this happened is because a young, a young man, he's not young anymore, but Tim Sheens is back with the Tigers. And Tim Sheens knows the importance of Benji Marshall. Tim Sheens knows that there would be no fi- 2005 Grand Final if it wasn't for the flick pass and Benji Marshall. And Tim Sheens, by God, was not going to go forward without Benji Marshall being a part of a club that he loves so much and that he's done so much for. That is why this happened. If, if this was just a match decision, Benji Marshall would not be back. This is Tim Sheens beginning to put his imprint on the West Tigers. And he wasn't going forward without, as I call Benji, the gazelle being back under the roof of the West Tigers. Now, this ambassador deal is going to focus on pathways and development, especially for the youth of the Tigers, the young cubs of the club. Benji will be working with uh, the youth at Balmain and at Western at, at the Western Suburbs, the Magpies. So I think what you've watched in, in Benji's kind of progression in his career is these last few years when he was with Brisbane, when he was with the Tigers, and now with when he was with South Sydney, he was mentoring a lot of the young players. He was getting the guys to understand what it was like to be professional and uh, giving them guidance on just how you should act when you have this type of role and responsibility. And I've told you, Shedheads, about when I met Benji Marshall. Uh, It was one of the highlights of my rugby league uh, existence, I guess. Um, And the guy couldn't have been more nice to me um, for no reason whatsoever, except that, you know, me sounding different because I'm in New Zealand and I sound like I'm not from New Zealand. Um, But Benji was incredibly gracious. Uh, He... He treated me and Mrs. Shedadamas quite well. Uh, I actually even took a picture that turned out horribly. Found him as he was trying to go upstairs to a banquet. And he said, let's do it again then. So I am very, very fond of of Benji Marshall. I have a special place in my heart for the guy. And I'm very happy that he's back with the West Tigers. So after all the bad things we've been talking about recently, I definitely wanted to start this episode of Outside the Sheds with some good news And welcome back to the West Tigers, Benji Marshall. Now, I can't continue to go with the good news when not all news is good. We've got to be real here. And I promise you, I will always give you real. I will never pull punch. And if somebody needs to be TKO'd, I will give them that. I'll give them the hands and the elbows if needed. And I'm not going that far when I'm talking about this next story. But it is a story that seems a little bit out of character, out of place. But the facts are the facts, and that is Roosters captain James Tedesco has been served a breach of notice for drunken and disorderly conduct against the public by the NRL. Now, 
I, I was really thrown off when I first began to read about this story, but it, again, you know, I, I guess I guess the NRL was not coming out as far enough to say that it was a racially uh, motivated incident, but it was a 20-year-old Vietnamese girl that was out front of a pub, and uh, allegedly, James Tedesco screamed squid games at her, which if you guys don't know Squid Games, and I kind of don't, I just know it's a Netflix series. It's a North, excuse me, a Korean series. Um, you know, it is what it is. But I, I just think it's so strange that it's coming from James Tedesco, uh, a guy, Teddy, that everyone makes out to be um, a guy who does no wrong, which we know isn't true. We're all human. But, you know, James Tedesco is also writing children's books right now. And so when you do things like that and you kind of come off and you make yourself off to be the good guy, when stories like this break, they hit double hard on a lot of people. But the most important thing it hits hard about and on is your character. And who are you really? Are you really this guy that smiles always and always works hard for your team? I don't think we can call that into question. Because we've seen James Tedesco leave blood out on the field. We've seen him put his body in, 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 in bad places for many a year now. We know that he does. He gets back up off the mat whenever he gets knocked down. And I think this is going to be one of those times where James Tedesco is going to have to show us that he can get up off the mat when it doesn't have anything to do with rugby league. And that's when you find out the character of an individual. That's when you find out who somebody truthfully is. We know what they are inside when that uniform is put on. We know how fast they are when they get out on the field and on the pitch. But who are they really? And that character that gets made up as you being a, you know, bigger than the game or or you know the the new face of of an organization. This is where this stuff shows. How do you handle tough times and adversity? And we're going to find out a lot about James Tedesco here. And I hope that he just doesn't try to sweep this in the rug and try to disappear until camp. You got to get out in front of stories like this. My degree is in mass communications. You can't list stuff like this. Well, you can, because one thing that we've shown as people is we're we're always ready for that next story. We're always ready to forget about something and move on to something else. This country right now that I live in is very, very fond of trying to forget uh, politicians over here play that card to the T. Let's just not say anything and hopefully a big story breaks and they won't care that I have 15 mistresses or whatever. Um, but to me, that's not a winner. To me, that is a, well, we, won't want to, we don't want to use that language here. Uh, that is just not somebody who, to me, deserves to put the C on a jersey, meaning being a captain. So, James Tedesco, uh, you owe nothing to me. You owe nothing outside the sheds. But you do owe something to those young kids that you've wrote and written books for and for that strong, passionate fan base that's the Sydney Roosters. So hopefully Teddy does what's best and he shows the person that a lot of people think he is by stepping up and addressing a situation. Now, I told you this is a homecoming episode of Outside the Sheds. We're going to another homecoming. Jonathan Thurston. Jonathan Thurston is going home as well. He's going back to his beloved North Queensland Cowboys as a coaching consultant. 
Now, I don't understand this coaching, I understand coaching, the consultant word after this. I don't know if this is a, a, a an Australia down under thing. You know, are you just an assistant coach? Are you, you're a coaching consultant. Well, what we do know is that, 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 that Jonathan Thurston will be working where he needs to be at, and that's in the halves with the Cowboys. Uh, and I think he's been handed a pretty good group of guys to work with. If you look at it right now, on the books, they have Chad Townsend, Ben Hampton, Tom Dearden, and Scott Drinkwater. We'll have to see what happens with Drinkwater because there's now been some rumblings that he could be heading to Newcastle uh, to maybe take over that position with uh, that's going to be probably vacated by Mitchell Pierce. Uh, that's because the Tigers are making it, it looks like, difficult for Luke Brooks to leave there. I don't know what's happening there. I think we'll find stuff out in the next week or two. But one thing is for certain is that there's a lot of influx there. But whoever still remains for the Cowboys is in good hands with Jonathan Thurston. And I think if you think about a Chad Townsend I don't know if Chad Townsend's had a coach in the halves like a Jonathan Thurston to bring out the best in his game. And we know Chad Townsend is closer to the end of his career than he is the beginning of his career. But I've seen how Chad Townsend plays the game. And I also know that we can always get better. We can always be coached up. We can always go to that next level. And I'm really excited to see what he does with Chad Townsend and Dearden. Because I think... I think Tom Dearden has not been giving, how should I say that, the right type of fire to go with the with the weapon that he is. And I think JT will be able to find that and to get this kid flowing uh, maybe better than we've ever seen him play. But I think that could be a good combination with, with Dearden and Chad Townsend in the halves together. You've got youth and you've got, you've got, the old, the old guard. Um, but we'll have to see. But I don't think any of that matters except for the fact that Jonathan Thurston is back to where he needs to be, and that is working with his beloved North Queensland Cowboys. So welcome home, JT. Now, guy is leaving. We have to talk about that too. But a, a story just broke recently that Cade Cust has been released for the last year of his contract with the Manly Seagulls. And has signed a two-year deal to go over to the Super League and play for the Wigan Warriors. Now the question is, is he going to take the spot of where Jackson Hastings played in the halves? Now that Jackson Hastings has got on that charter flight and landed back down under and begun his career uh, for the West Tigers. But I will tell you something. I have always been a fan of Cade Cust. I don't think that he has been able to find his footing the way that a lot of people think that he was going or thought that he was going to with the Manly Seagulls. And that's okay. You know, no matter how great of a coach Desi is, that doesn't mean you're always the right type of player for all coaches. But I do believe that he is going to be in good hands. I don't think there's a better organization and club that he could go to overseas than the Wigan Warriors. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what they do with Cade Cust. And we've seen what's happened to NRL players that go across, play a season or two in the Super League, and what type of players they are when they come back. And that's why I'm so excited to see what Jackson Hastings does with this lifeline that he's been given back with the West Tigers. 
Um, and I also want to know what he's going to do with a guy like Tim Sheens there. Uh, and, 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 you know, we'll see how long Madge stays there. You've heard my thinking that he's not even going to make it through halfway through the season. But, uh, but congratulations to Cade Cust. Hopefully this is the rocket fuel that you need to get your ship uh, back to where you want it to be. And that's probably back in the NRL. But until that time, uh, I think that you'll do some incredible things for the Wigan Warriors. And congratulations to Wigan for bringing in a guy that I think has got immense talent. Joey Manu. Joey Manu is the opposite of homecoming. Or maybe the homecoming we're expecting, and that's when you go back to your roots. Everyone knows Joey Manu is a good Kiwi. He's a New Zealand boy. But his formative years that have made him the man that he is have been with Robbo and the Sydney Roosters. And when word broke that a million-dollar offer was on the table, allegedly for Joey Manu to go back to play for the Warriors... I don't know if a lot of people thought it was a done deal, but the NRL is not a league that is bringing in the $250 million, six, seven, eight-year contracts like a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady can get. So a million dollars a season is a chunk of change. But I think we, we have to remember that sometimes the dollar signs don't add up to the results that you want. Or where your new home could be. And I really feel that Joey Manu, getting the coaching that he gets from Trent Robinson, knows that Robbo will be able to get the best out of him staying in that system with the Chooks and playing football for the Tricolors for the next three years. Because that's what he's doing. He's staying and he's signed on an extension for another three years with the Sydney Roosters. And I think it's a brilliant move on his part. I think Joseph Manu is one of the real talents in the game. You never hear about off-field indiscretion. He is one of those guys that you know is going to put it in week in and week out, and he's going to stay out of trouble. And I think there's a reason these Roosters players really have this strong ethic of, of, of a way you're supposed to act and, repre- act and represent and be in the public. And that's why, to me, it's so strange about this story that's broke about Teddy to get, you know, James Tedesco. But this isn't James Tedesco. This is Joseph Manu. And congratulations for, I think, making a decision that's going to really reap benefits here in the, new, the near future. So, Chookies, no reason to worry. Manu's going nowhere. Now, as we talk about contracts and guys you know, signing for longer-term deals and the things that are going on, we also have to keep in mind that it's a very, very tough and physical game. Uh, rugby league, Aussie rules football, these are hard-hitting leagues where guys get injuries and not every story is about a guy making a comeback or you know, playing in a month. And that's where this story goes with Eels forward, Keegan Hipgrave, and he got a head knock back in round, uh, I guess, 25 when the Eels were playing the Penny Panthers, and it kind of looked innocuous. You know, his head went back, and I think any time a head hits the way that it did with that recoiling effect on the back of the head, it's kind of shooting off the, the field, the pitch, whatever, 
Um, it did. It had all of that. But I think we're so used to seeing that and guys coming back in three, four weeks. Well, Hipgrave said that it was weeks that went by that he had an intensive headache. He said anytime he tried to do strenuous work or he sweat or anything like that, the headache would intensify and it would get stronger. And when you hear about that type of stuff and you think that the guy is only 24 years old, it really makes you worry. We lost some incredible talent, some incredible players this season because of head injury. So, after talking to his doctors, Keegan decided to call it time on his career. He's getting ready to get married. Uh, he's got a, a, a business degree. And I think he's thinking about the future in his life and what more head knocks might do since he's already opened that Pandora's box of what more concussive impact could have on his long-term health and future. Now, even though it's a tough decision because most of us dream about being in that area uh, and being able to play professionally for money and, and, and doing the game that you love and getting paid and making an incredible living, I think we have to remember that last word I just said, living. And you have to live at your best possible you to have a fruitful life, right? So when a guy makes a decision like this and he listens to his doctors, that's kind of strange, right? In, the, in today's day and age, listening to medical professionals and making a, a smart decision. Anyway, unfortunately, he is going to have to call time on his career. But congratulations for the career you got to have up to that point and for you being able to take that next chapter and step in your life. New wife, new job, and... Who knows what else the future holds for you. But congratulations to Keegan Hipgrave for having uh, the career that he had, but also for him accepting that the next stage of his life is now, now. So good luck to you, and, and I have a feeling we'll be seeing you down the track. Now, this is a big homecoming, and this homecoming is for a player that I never got to see play live, and that is Stacy Jones, the New Zealand, Vodafone Warriors, the Warriors great. Um, one of the greatest players in Warriors history. But Stacey Jones has, has accepted a assistant coaching job with his beloved New Zealand Warriors. And the reason he's taking this job is because the previous assistant, Craig Hodges, is moving on to different pastures himself. He's going in with the new organization and club, the Dolphins, which opened up a spot for Stacey Jones. And I think this is going to be a brilliant move. I think Stacey Jones working side-by-side -side with Sean Johnson in the halves, helping Sean kind of progress down the track because Sean's getting closer to the end of his career than he is by any means the beginning of his career. But I think this is going to be a, a real kick in the pants for Sean Johnson. But it's also going to get him to think a little bit differently about his game. And I think you think about Stacey Jones, how excited he's got to be to be able to work with a Sean Johnson um, and the, the halves pairings for the Warriors. I think Nathan Brown has got to be over the moon in excitement for this move. But I think if you're a Warriors fan, this has got to be beyond bring a smile to your face, uh, just like most of these homecomings we've talked about. Um, but congratulations 
and welcome back, Stacey Jones. I think you're going to do some great things with that those halves combinations for the New Zealand Warriors. So 2022, Warriors, what you got? Now, you great segue, right? You're going to, Shed Adamas, you are on top of your game. I know that's what you're thinking. And you're right, because I want to, to take that 2022 and talk about maybe the biggest thing on the map. The big release of the 2022 NRL schedule is out. It's fire. It breaks. It brings excitement to me because I get to see. It lets me start circling dates on the calendar. What I have to get through to get back to the game. Well, we know the season is going to begin on March 10th, and it's going to start like it usually does with your defending champion, the Penny Panthers. Hopefully not doing any more TikTok videos or anything else with any trophies. But back, taking care of business and beginning their their 2022 season to see if they can repeat. Well, it starts off with Desi's back, back again. Desi Hasler, his manly seagulls, Tommy Turbo, the, the Trevojevich brothers, DCE. Let's get it on. What a better Thursday night kickoff could we ask for than that? A manly team that feels like they're right there knocking. We're close. A manly team that feels that they have great top four aspirations for the season. And a Penrith side that has to show that they haven't left, they haven't skipped a beat and they're ready for the beginning of their defense. Great Thursday kickoff. That's a good match. But I think Friday takes the cake easily. And that is Adam Reynolds making his Brisbane Broncos debut against the team he loves more than anything, his old side, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This is Hollywood movie theater stuff, shedheads. It does not get any better than a, 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 a revenge match, a match to show... You made a huge mistake. A club that wants to show that they didn't make a huge mistake. It is going to be fire and then some. Friday night, March 11th. Broncos, Rabbitohs, let the better man organization win. That's all you can say there. Now, those are just two of the matchups for opening weekend. But I want to go over some other key points of what is coming up as well. You have a, and let's all keep our fingers crossed with this one that I'm about ready to say. The Warriors allegedly playing their first game back in New Zealand. They have that circled as round 15 against the defending premiers, the Penny Panthers, the Cleary family going back to New Zealand where it all started for them against a Warriors team that finally maybe, keep your fingers crossed, get to kiss their own home soil for a rugby league match. That will be something that I will be watching uh, with bated breath because that's going to be a good one. Coming home again, the Melbourne Storm. Round two, the return back to Amy Park. Amy Park will are going to open their arms. The people of Melbourne open their arms. Their storm finally coming back after nine months of being away. It's going to be a great match. I'm so excited to see because I think what the people in Melbourne are going to be able to do is just to explode and show 
how happy they are to be back in live sporting events. And they'll be able to, to, to welcome back home their, their Warriors, the Storm. I shouldn't probably say Warriors and Storm in the same sentence since there's a big rivalry there. But to be able to open their arms and bring in their loving Storm. How about that? Okay, we'll go with that. But that is going to be a huge, huge uh, moment. Magic Round is going to be round 10 this year up at Suncorp Stadium uh, where you'll be able to see every single club in one weekend. The Sharks are going to have their homecoming round 10 at Points Bet Stadium where they finally get to run out on their own home field, which I've been to. I've not been to the upgraded field, but I'm excited that the Shockies are going to be able to breach water back at their own camp. And then for the first time, 2022 is going to have a multicultural round. Don't know what round it's going to be, but hopefully it's just going to open the doors, open their arms to all cultures that love the game of rugby league. This needed to happen a long time ago, but I'm just happy it's happening now. State of origin. State of origin. Game one, Sydney, June 8th. Game two, Perth, June 26th. And game three, Brisbane, July 13th. That is our state of origin dates for us to know that we're close to the halfway point when we see all that but uh it's going to be interesting it's going to be very very interesting to see what billy slater can do with the maroons and to see if the blues can continue their dominance over the last few years in the state of origin series so that's our rundown for the 4020 some of our big stories and again homecomings now let's shift to on the mark Let's talk a little bit about the other footy that we love so much, the AFL. And it looks like we might be seeing the end of a career because Liam Jones may be deciding and and making a personal decision of not getting vaccinated, which will probably, let's be honest, bring the end to his professional AFL career if he does not get vaccinated. Uh, There had been rumblings that there had been one Carlton player that that was not down was not sure if he was going to get vaccinated, does not know if he wants to get vaccinated, and that name was released to being Liam Jones. So it's going to be interesting to see if everybody gets into compliance, if everybody gets on board, because right now uh, with the vaccination deadline looming, only the Collingwood Magpies are coming in at 100% dual vaccinated for the players and staff for their club. Now, everybody's still saying we're going to be there by the time the deadline hits, but only the Magpies can say that they're already there. So congratulations to Collingwood to show the rest of the competition what it looks like to getting across the tape first. Now, as we stay with that ugly word and that ugly disease of COVID, the Hawthorne Hawks have a player that just came down, even though the club uh, has... All their players and staff have at least one vaccination shot. And most players have both. Um, But the ones that don't have the second dose, it's coming in the near future. But that does not seem to have curbed Liam Jones. Excuse me, Liam Jones plays for Carlton. But a Carlton player has not been released. But a Hawthorne Hawks player has tested positive for COVID. See, that's what happens when you cross the streams. COVID. It just, it just, it just, it just infests everything. 
and it's infested your shed Adamas. But that is what they're, and they're saying this player may have crossed streams with about eight other teams. So I think right now the NRL is holding his breath that we don't have a little bit of a, a COVID brush fire that could be running across some clubs. So keep our fingers crossed that none of this is really going to transpire and that only this one Hawthorne player uh, is going to, quote-unquote, who's already quarantining, uh, that, that he has not started an outbreak. And in some positive news, because on the mark, not a lot of stories, but I want to end on the positive note, Richmond CEO Brendan Gale is set to sign a three-year extension to stay at Punt Road to continue to scream yellow and black. Hopefully he shaved off that beard he had, but that is something else. But you know how much he loves the club, and I'm so excited that Brendan Gale is going to be able to stay with his beloved Tigers for another three years. Now, as we transition to the last part of this beautiful journey together, we're going to go outside the bubble. And I told you it was going to get ugly, didn't I, Shedheads? A few weeks ago, when the John Gruden saga began, and he got terminated, let go by the Raiders, and I said that John Gruden said that he you would hear from him again. Well, we've heard from him again because John Gruden is suing the NFL and their leader of operations, Roger Goodell, for allegedly leaking emails that led to his resignation. This all stems back to what I talked about a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, about those 65,000 emails about the investigation into the Washington Football Club that the NFL is covering things up, they're hiding, they don't want guys with a lot of money to feel pressure. And I think with when word got out that Roger Goodell last year made $128 million being the man that runs the league, which we know he doesn't run anything, the owners run the league, he's just kind of that scapegoat figurehead. There's a lot of money here. Shedheads, there is a huge, huge, huge amount of money. And the NFL is going to fight with everything they have to make sure that those big wigs, those fat cats, and I expressly use and extremely use the word fat, those fat cats don't want to be touched by this. I have a feeling this is still going to get out. I have a feeling Gruden is about ready to, like I said a couple weeks ago, throw a match into this dumpster and want to sit there and watch it burn for as much as he can. So this is a huge story that I think we've just scratched the surface on and especially now that papers have been filed for a pending lawsuit. We'll see. We'll see if Gruden wants the truth to really get out there or if there's a certain number that he's waiting for to hear to shut everything down, which would come from the NFL and that $128 million possibly that Roger Goodell has in his savings account. But this is going to be something to follow. And I hope Gruden just puts that snarly look on his face and refuses to back down and just take the money. Homecomings. We talked about homecomings down under. Let's talk about homecomings here in the States. And we've got a homecoming that truthfully I never thought I'd ever see happen. But Cam Newton... Your 2015 NFL MVP is going home to the Carolina Panthers where all the success in the NFL started. Cam is back with the Panthers. 
It is a one-year deal that could actually pay him in, in incentives up to $10 million. Not a bad gig. I'm having a feeling some of these incentives would be, and I quote, getting the Panthers into the playoffs. I think if, if Cam Newton finds a way to get the Carolina Panthers in the playoffs, they should give him $30 million. That's me. But he's back. And, I, and, and to say that I don't know if I've seen Cam Newton this happy for a very long time would be an understatement. Because I think, truthfully, Cam Newton thinks he should have never left Carolina in the first place. And I think maybe Carolina's starting to think we should have never let Cam leave in the first place. Because neither one of them have done a uh, thing. See how I edited for television? Uh, haven't done a thing since they separated. So, Cam, welcome back. Let's do a few Supermans in the end zone. Let's bring the dad back. Let's get some excitement going back with those North Kakalaki Carolina Panthers. And finally, and finally, and outside the bubble, I want to end this episode of Outside the Sheds with fun, joy, and excitement. And I can't think of a better club right now than your Golden State Warriors, the Dubs, the team that will not die and are back for vengeance. The Dubs have started with a NBA best 10-1 record. Steph Curry looking like, well, looking like a 25-year-old Steph Curry, even though he's almost 34 years old. Steph is just on fire. He lit the Hawks up for 50 and 10 assists, the oldest player in the league to do that. I'll say that again, 50 points, 10 assists. Not Michael Jordan. Steph Curry has the record for that. Well, they get challenged tonight on national TV. And the good thing is this should be down under as well as up here because they take on a resurgent Chicago, Chicago Bulls club that have started their season with an 8-3 and three mark. And it's going to be fun in North Kakalaki, Northern California. I guess I shouldn't say North Kakalaki because that's North, North Carolina. Northern California, no Cal. How about that? The Warriors, Dub Nation. Let's get some passing going. I want to see some Gary Payton Jr. dunks. I want the Warriors to show out tonight. I think we're going to get that. So there you go, Shedheads. I'm giving you something to do, something to watch this evening in a matter of hours. The dubs on ESPN. So congrats to the Warriors for bringing back that dub magic that we all get excited about. Shedheads, that's it. That's how we're ending it this week. Uh, I hope you're all excited after we did a little bit of the rundown of the upcoming schedule. I hope you guys are now circling your calendars. So you only know that you have four or five months left to kill to get into 2020-22, which could be the end of America by the November. But that's okay because at least hopefully I go through a good NRL season. But until next week, Shedheads, as we get closer to Thanksgiving over here, stay out of trouble. Try to do a little bit of cardio to get the weight off before Thanksgiving. And don't get caught. This has been Outside the Sheds. I'm your Shedded Amish, your host, your quiz master. Until next week. See ya.
And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson, talking all things NRL, AFL, and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about.